Welcome to Around Each Town with Simple Elegance. I am Mary Scally, your host and the owner of Simple Elegance Professional Home Staging and Interior Design. This podcast digs into the positive benefits of living in Houston, Texas, as well as what our current real estate is, tips on selling your home, the benefits of staging your home before placing it on the market, and great things happening in Houston. We are so excited that you have joined us today as we speak to prominent Houstonians. Mary Scally with Simple Elegance and Around H-Town with Simple Elegance and we are back again and I am so excited to introduce you to Claudia De Silva. She is amazing. I met her at the GHBA with the Education Committee and she and I are kind of trying to do something there together. Anyway, um, I have some work to do. Anyway, um, but I love Claudia. She has a passion for travel, and she's turned that into her real estate business. And so welcome, Claudia. Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. It's such a pleasure. And it's such a pleasure to tour you around our, um, our little our environment here at Simple Elegance. But why don't you just share with our um, listeners how you got into real estate in Houston and kind of your background that led you to be an international real estate person. I love that. That is a great question. Before we get into it, I wanted to congratulate you on the beautiful space you have here. Beautiful warehouse. I cannot wait to start working with you, have our clients use your services for home staging because you have just the best uh, of everything. So love it. And congratulations. It looks beautiful. So uh, as far as your question, um, I am Portuguese. Mm -hmm. So I do come from Portugal, hence the accent. And at a young age, I moved to the Netherlands. So I actually haven't lived in my own country for over 20 years now. So what happened is that uh, I think from an early age, I had this passion for belonging somewhere. So a house or a home for me is not just four walls or a building, is a place where we can be ourselves and belong, a place where we can lay our roots. So I have this romantic, and it comes from maybe not having, you know, um, the smoothest childhood, you know, growing up, then moving at a very young age to a country, being on my own, having to make it on my own, studying abroad in a new country, learning a new language. So I call myself a survivalist. So <laughs> I, I love that. Ju- yes. So I always, I often think about what would it be like to literally uproot myself and go live in another country and literally learn everything you know especially when there's a language thing that's a whole different world so and the cultures were so different um you see portugal is a mediterranean culture Mm -hmm. uh we have like two three hours break for lunch when i I got that (laughs) so when i got to holland it's half an hour Uh and i'm used to a warm meal and um, now we are eating sandwiches and drinking glasses of milk in half an hour. Even grown men like do shoving that. Shoving it down. Yes. And it's just like, it's a cultural thing. It's beautiful. I love Holland. It has so much to offer. Every country does. But yeah, it was that what I'm telling you is my journey. So mm-hmm. it gets to how did I become a real estate agent? So I'm telling you all the skills and the experiences that led me to be where I am today. So from my childhood, my father was a builder. My f- relationship in, in Holland 
Holland was we the contractor that actually renovation and contract work in the Netherlands is almost like art because the buildings are easy a few hundred years old so it's really interesting to see you know you're not just dealing with prefabricated pieces of wood these are hundred of years old woodwork amazing Um, and so done by craftsmen yes so the carpenters are very well regarded I think everywhere but definitely in Holland yes they always have a job and yes for sure so having that passion having that longing it resonates with me uh, very easily um, someone that wants to feel at home that wants to find that home the place that they can grow and lay their roots so from moving from different countries from going around knowing how it is to start my own experience. So when I went to real estate school, I had seen so many agents that had never, or future agents, uh, individuals that unfortunately or fortunately never went through a transaction, that never purchased their own home, that never moved, that were, you know, never leave taxes even. So um, it's definitely all that baggage, all that life experience that uh, you can't put in in a resume that comes with it. Uh, And that's what has helped me to be here today and be at the HBA and be part of the HAR and, you know, uh, and all these wonderful people because, you know, that experience, life experience plus education helped me uh, connect. So in 2016, um, we came for the second round back to Texas. So I moved here in 2008. Um, My husband and I met through my previous career. I used to be a Shell oil employee in the Netherlands. Oh, my husband's with Shell here in Houston. So he's my husband, uh, Barry Ashford. So... um, so we met through our previous employer, and no, I didn't really believe in relationships working under the same employer, so I actually took a leave of absence, came here, tried it out, loved it, ended up staying. So the second time around, between assignments, back and forth, you know how it is uh, with overseas assignments. I'm sure you have experienced that. I haven't, unfortunately. You haven't? Okay. No, we got to, well, my husband, he used to um, sail for Exxon. And so he was in the Mediterranean in the Far East, but he went. I never got to go. So anyway, I know. And then when we came with, when we went to Shell and he got transferred down here, it was because not a lot of people have his background and they wanted U.S. citizens. So I have a feeling we're not getting to go anywhere. Oh, but you know what? You are in a wonderful place. We are. And the U.S. market, it's so prone to do what you're doing. Yes. Because I'll touch that in a moment, okay. how it's not like that in other countries. Yeah. <laughs> Real estate is not a paradise like in right, the U.S. exactly. So, yeah, second time around. Back in the U.S., 2016, um, I... You know, all of these experiences led other people around me always to mention and and motivate me. And why don't you become a realtor? And I was like, a realtor? What's a realtor? (laughs) I don't know what a realtor does. Um, Because the concept of a realtor was not really predominant in other countries until HGTV came along. Oh, 
Oh, interesting. Because real estate is not even licensed required in many other countries. You can go to many countries around the world and do real estate without a license. That's you do scary. not it's very scary. You do not need any form of sort of education. Actually, buyers and sellers are not even uh, prone to ask. Uh, and a lot of the times it's because these people have been doing it for a long time and they do have a lot of good skills, don't take me wrong, but um, it's not required. Right. So um, I had a lot of cheerleaders asking, you know, the real estate, the real estate, and I must give a plug in to someone special. She is the wife of my husband's nephew. She's in New York. She's a broker. And uh, we were just, she had no idea that people ever mentioned do real estate. We were just driving in the car. I think this was either before Thanksgiving or Christmas. I just know we were going to buy a lot of alcohol <laughs> to have for the whole family, I must say, not just for us. We have a big family. And um, she was in a shopping center. Mm-hmm. And everyone knew her name. She was driving and everyone's like, hey, hey, hey. And I was like, wow, that is so nice. And she's like, yeah, you know, um, it's not just because I live here for a long time. It's because... I'm a broker, I'm a real estate, and I do commercials, so all of these shop owners know me because I'm their agent. And she looks at me and says, and you should get into real estate. And I was like, what do you mean? And she said, honey, I know a good agent when I see one, and you would be great. And I was like, wow. So this was at the end of the year, 2015, 2016, started getting my license, got certified, got myself a career coach, and here I am. That's Awesome. That is so awesome, Claudia. I can't believe you've just been doing it since 2016. I just, you have that presence. And one of the things that you just, we talked about this earlier, you amaze me is how you use social media to have a major presence in Houston and around the world. And, you know, it, it used to be that, like, how do you find a real estate agent? How do you find this? Well, social media, as much as it's not my friend and I'm trying to make it my friend. Um, it really can. That's, you know, like my family is always laughing at me. There's Mary doing another Facebook Live. And I'm like, I have to do that. That is how we market today. It's not about having your name in a phone book. That's dead, you know, but it's being present and being a part of people's lives. And how is that? I mean, as a real estate agent, being a part of people's lives is so important. Tell us about how you stay in touch with your um, your clients. So when you speak, and this is not to pick on you per se, but when you speak to about social media, it's like, I have to do it. And people are, mm-hmm. oh, there she is. For me, it's like, I want to do, do it. it. I, know, you I such love a positive. to do you, it. And the reason is this. You see, my family is all over the world. So my husband is originally from Nicaragua. He has family in uh, Costa Rica and New York City. Majority of his family is in New York. For me, um, at some point, my father was in Holland. A lot of family that I know that I consider family in uh, the UK or in Germany and then definitely Portugal, all my main So for me, social media is a way to share a little bit with them. It went from being very private to now having a seamless, you know, uh, way of expressing things that can include not only family, but my new friends. And I consider my clients, and I know this is going to sound cheesy, but I do consider them friends Mm -hmm. because these people are... You know, buying a house is, we take it for granted sometimes. It's a lot of money. It's It's a lot lot of money. And a lot of people probably 
that is one or two times in their lifetime they're going to be doing that. It's generally your biggest ever investment. Yes. So how do you connect with people to know so i know i'm trustworthy i know integrity is important to me i know i speak different languages i know my life story and why i love real estate but how do i convey that to others mm -hmm. so i found social media the vehicle like everything in your life you can use it to positive or negative right, right? and we have this world we can tap into make new friends make connections expand your team right mm -hmm. um it, it's amazing and that's called social media like for me i have my team in portugal that knows every day what i'm doing and know what they're doing i have my builders in costa rica that sees my post that i connect so basically it's like having a, a a virtual chat box that you're always chatting with all these people and to me you said it very well i love to travel i love our planet i love all the cultures i love the differences from the color of skin from religious beliefs from what they eat from what they drink i absolutely adore because that's like saying a lion is better than a giraffe or that a rhino is you know worse than an elephant all creatures are beautiful and they Amen. have their purpose so i want to see as much as i can mm -hmm. i want to experience more and that helps me connect here with people and also on social media that's um that's a, a, a thing that i like to do i think i digress I love can you erase no, that no i don't think i think that's so huge especially in today's <laughs> culture where we're having so much racism and everything and i love how you said you know a rhino has a rhino was created for a rhino, mm -hmm. but it wasn't to be better than the elephant or et cetera, et cetera, you know, and neither are we, and I shouldn't probably go into this as politics, but we're to love one another. We were just talking about this morning in um, our morning meeting about, you know what, that little song that you learn in, um, in Sunday school, Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in his sight everybody and i i'm i'm with you i love to hear about people and where they came from and what you know is culturally something very special to them and, and a lot of times you can't really get into that until you've gone and lived in that yes. world or at least visited it and experienced it yes. from those people that are living there yes. and i love that we we talk about after um um we retire that you know instead of going out and buying another home somewhere that maybe for a few years we just go and you know maybe live in Italy for you know three to six months and experience you know and that's yeah. what you know you have gotten the opportunity through your life and you know I love how you've said it's everything mm -hmm. has been a building block yeah. because you know I remember going to college and you think oh this is going to be my life career well threw that out the window pretty long ago <laughs> you know but it's also been huge to me I went to hotel school and you know what? I've been able to use hotel school all the way through. It's not what you're doing. It's how are you using all the things that God has put into your life to make a difference and how he's created you for such a time as this. 
which I love. So true. And thank you for actually putting it in that perspective, because that's exactly the answer to your question. Mm -hmm. How did you get here? Why are you doing real estate? I hear so many times people like yourself, you know, Claudia, I love what you're sharing. I love the message. I love I have a lot of people every day that contact me and say, I love the light. You're so colorful. You're so positive. And the thing is, like, it's not that I don't have bad days. We all have them and we're not trying to mask that. But it's the way you choose to approach it. It's the way you choose to deal with the situation. Now you can be aggressive, disrespectful, or you can, you know, take a moment and take the higher path. Always take the higher path. And the thing is... um, And you said the word. We have the choice. Yes. We can choose to let our emotions take over or we can say, wait a second, let me sit back. Yes. And, you know, I heard um, somebody said that to this to me a few weeks ago in a mastermind, 2020 is the year of grace. And when you think about it, everybody is under such stress in many ways that we have no clue. And what they may be reacting to may not be really the situation. And my girls were telling me that today, you know, they went and did a consultation with somebody and they were like, they were the best family. They were so off awesome. But he had just lost his job. They were selling because they had to. And every time they said, well, we need to do this or we need to do that, it was like, oh, okay. And it was like they had to really take that step back and say, wait a second. We're seeing something that is appearing in this direction, but really is I've got, I know the background and I have to be sensitive to that because no, this is not what they wanted to do at this point. It's what they are being forced to do. And so many people are in this situation and you guys, you know, as realtors are having to walk many different stages of life with people. Yes, that's true. Therefore being the year of grace should be the century of grace. So if anyone's (laughs) listening to this, take that home. Let's keep grace on the table every single day. Be gracious, be professional, be kind. Uh, we'll get the job done. And yes, have some empathy. There is a lot of people going through things out there. I just put a post out and I said, have you ever cleaned for a seller? And I had so many no, no, no. And I'm like, yeah, uh, it's not that I am the cleaning lady, but this was a difficult situation. And when people cannot do for themselves, sometimes you got to help a little. Right, and it's your not sleeves. that she's not acknowledging it or later on compensating you. It's not that she doesn't want to do that. Uh, or or he or the family going through this, but sometimes you you need to um, descend and uh, and be at the same level exactly. as uh, the situation requires. And um, having empathy, all of these things is 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 why I'm here mm-hmm. as a realtor. I love. I cannot imagine myself doing anything else. It's a very challenging job. It's very hard. It needs to be very organic and natural. And what I mean by that is everything we have discussed so far. Why are you doing real estate? All of these things help me be where I am at today, as professionally and in my career. Um, because just getting into, oh, I will do real estate as a part-time just to make some extra <laughs> cash. Or, oh, yeah, you're doing so good, I can sell too. Yeah, the thing is, if it was easy, everybody would do it. So if you are going to choose to do it, um, use the golden rules, you know, use 
all of the things that we are talking about uh, to connect with people now and always. Now, coming back to what you were saying, I really want to address that because a lot of the times, not just uh, the situation we are in, but with staging, a lot of the times when we're having a consultation and I like to be there for them, um, in any case, when you go to someone's home and you are giving them the advice, you're you're telling them what to do, but they don't hear the advice. They hear what you're telling them to do. So we become defensive in our own home when people are telling us that it doesn't. So what I like to do, and maybe this helps, uh, and I'm sure that a lot of realtors do this, but what helps for me is that I have a pre-conversation with my buyer or sorry, my seller. And I tell them, look, we are going to say a lot of things and none of it is relevant to you and the way you leave. It's relevant for you to sell your home. From the moment that you have a realtor and you contract a stager, this is technically in your mind, uh, emotionally, no longer your home. This is going to be someone else's home. This is a house that needs to sell. And we're going to do it respectfully and according to your situation. But I think sometimes if we don't handhold, and we forget, buyers we handhold, but sellers we don't as much, right? You know what? We have a saying that the way that you live in your home and the way that we market and sell your house are two different things. And it's really our job is to take a seller from it being their home where they raise their kids, where, you know, they've gone through major things in their life to it being a house, which is a product on the the market. It's a commodity and it's by depersonalizing it. And I, you know, I kind of laugh with a lot of sellers when I'm, I'm going through this whole consultation phase. And I said, you know what, really when it gets to be a point where you, you kind of hate your home, it's now a house. And I've done my job. So, <laughs> but it's really, it's a big step that we're taking people through. Yeah. And, you know, when we don't do things in a certain way and we yeah. jump steps, as Barb Schwartz says, don't ever jump the steps because it's a process that we're doing. Yeah. You know, in, in an occupying home, we need to start with a consultation. And the consultation has to be first started with the realtor saying, one of the reasons why you've hired me is that I'm bringing in a professional home stager to tell you exactly what needs to be done. Again, this is not against how you live. You know, I mean, in my home, you know, yeah, my, there's makeup on the counters. But when I'm selling a house, mm-hmm. there's no makeup on the counters, you know. And, you know, I always joke with my son, you know, it's like laundry rooms have to look, you know, perfectly clean with bright white towels because buyers see it and like if I buy this house my laundry room is always going to look like this well then the scallies move in and my son thinks it's his closet you know it never looked like the picture I saw when I looked walked through the house but it's it's that whole it's a whole emotional thing from the buyer's perspective but it is an emotional thing from the seller's perspective I'm glad you went back to that because that's an extremely important um, thing that we have to go through the steps to get our sellers, and some sellers go quickly. Other sellers, maybe it's a divorce. Maybe one person didn't want the divorce. Maybe one person doesn't want to move. And so it's like finding out what is their, you know, how urgent are they to moving? You know, it's there's so much psychology behind yes. the whole real estate process. Yes. 
and you are a psychologist and you're a psychiatrist and yes. I don't know the difference between them, but you basically hold all those roles. <laughs> one can prescribe, the other one can't. Okay. okay, so then real estate agents are the ones that can't. But <laughs> we can, a bottle of wine. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and a bottle of wine sometimes works really, really good. So anyway, where... Are you, where do you find most of your buyers or where is your like special area of expertise in Houston? So I like to uh, everything that I do, I try to uh, as much as I can, that is organic, that it flows, that is very me. And I love to work where I play and I leave. So I like the northeast side of town. Also, because when I moved back, I used to live in the Heights, you know, mm -hmm. prime real estate, right? Mm -hmm. Then I wanted to move and, and the area I chose, the spring, you know, 45, uh, the Hardy. Uh, it wasn't maybe, uh, it was like the underdog. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, there's the place I want to be leaving. I love the underdog. And and you know what? It has uh, imploded, imploded. We have Harmony, new construction. We are close to the airport. So I love everything Northeast Houston. I do go to other areas. I am actually going after this to a, a consultation for Sugarland because I mm -hmm. also have worked those areas. But where do I like? Spring, Woodlands, Conroe, Huntsville, Willis, Humble, all of this north, east, and north. Because I'm finding my buyers come through me through HAR because of all the listings that I do have, referrals from previous clients, and also um, people in the industry. So I have, we mentioned I'm uh, very big in social media and I connect with other agents. I'm always referring business to other people or connecting people and they're starting to do the same. This seller I'm working on where we put the house on the market on Saturday, already have three offers and we're going to Love close it. the deal tonight. Probably um, there was a referral from a colleague in Oklahoma. So that's how things, so yeah. that's how I'm getting my buyers. I also do have um, some offers that I work uh, from my videos, uh, offers meaning I created these buyer guys, these seller guys that anyone can download for free from my social media. Go to Instagram, Claudia De Silva Realtor, and find all of that information. I did real relocation guides mm -hmm. um, for Montgomery, the spring area, and, you know, uh, then um, Houston. So uh, through that, people contact me. Oh, I don't Loaded your guide. Uh, I don't know much. I just moved to Houston. I'm just leasing because I didn't know where I want to buy. And guess what happens? We stay in touch. We have a, an honest conversation about what their goals are. And then we stay tuned in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my clients are nurtured relationships as well. Uh, and I do take my relationship online, offline as well. So I do have other ways to connect with people that are not just through an email or phone call. Uh, we do other things as well, like really connect with people. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And again, you're finding a home for somebody. So the personal is, you, you, you know, you laughed earlier and you said, so many of my friends are my clients. Well, you're the first contact in many ways, you know, especially as you're talking international, but even in the States. So many people come to Houston and their first friend is the real estate agent. And you're not only finding a house, but okay, well, what about schools? And what about this? And where should I get my hair cut? Where should I get my nails done? You know, you're that guide and you're like the person that they go to for everything, maybe for the six, first six months. It's like, yes. oh my gosh, Claudia, I need this. Where do I go? You know, because you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And so that's, you know, that's that whole building a relationship 
Um, yeah. We're still best friends with our realtor that yeah. we came to Houston with, you know, yeah, and, and her connection with us was that there was an agent in New Jersey that had um, used her. And then another agent was bringing one of Jim's um, people down and said, oh, you need to use this person. Yeah. And then on and on and on, you yeah. know, but it's like that is that whole connection but it's getting to know somebody trusting them yeah and having the integrity and that they know that oh claudia is up for me so so what are some of the um greatest success stories you've had greatest success stories well you know i started in 2016 i'm going to bring it up uh 2017 i was invited to speak at the first real estate conference uh in portugal that is uh, awesome. Yeah. Did Christy speak at that too? I invited her to go with me. Yeah. Oh, my I gosh, didn't so want to do it by that myself. Connection. Oh my gosh. Actually, Claudia. I worked with Christy for two years. Uh-huh. Uh, so I work with Christy. I started to work with Christy right before I even got my license. And so we worked together. And so when I was invited to speak at the conference, I figured, you know, it's not fair to go because I wouldn't be here without the career planning, the career coaching, the mentorship. So we wanted to show other agents how important it is that if you want to, you know, achieve success, you need to first define it. And everything that we're talking today is about that, where I not have done that work to define, you know, what were the cloths that made me, then things wouldn't flow organically because... I see that a lot of 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 putting the, the the word or the image out there is a lot comes from not knowing sometimes who you are or what you have to offer. So what's your voice? What's your mission? What's your purpose? So this is all brainwashed by Christy. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you don't know who Christy is, she is Christy Stratton, and she has a few things. She does um, personal coaching and career coaching, and then she also has the divorce coach. Um, radio show on um, Saturday mornings on no Saturday at one on 100.7 and Christy just this is so funny how we're putting like the puzzles puzzle pieces together Christy like literally has been huge in my life as well at in real estate and getting me connected to realtors through um, WCR Great Northwest and but I love what you were saying that you know it's defining everything it's what defining what your definition of success is because your definition definition of success is probably different than my definition of success and that was in my growth development program that I'm doing right now that was one of the first things that we had to define and I realized as I was sitting there defining it um I said I I really need to share this with my husband because it might make him understand me more and he like when I read out what I said he's like that's you to a T. Money is not the number one thing in my life. It's more relationships. It's building. It's serving. You know, and I see that in your life too, Claudia. Yes, that can be a, um, it's a part of it, but it's not number one. Mm-hmm. And I think when money isn't the number one driving factor in your success, it's more about building others up, helping them. You know, then that gets to be like, do you ever go to work? No, I get to go play every day. I play house every day, you know, you. And so it's a totally different way. I love that. And I can't believe that you were the one connected with Christy to go to Portugal 
Yeah. This is such a small world. It is a small world. And, and it is so true. You know, if you do things from a place of integrity, a place of good, um, we all have to pay bills and, mm -hmm. and, and feed our family. And that's definitely very important. But it's not why you should do what you're doing. Yes. And I will put it out there. Um, if you are planning to get a real estate career, the money should not be your number one motivation. Do not get into real estate to think you're going to make millions of dollars. Correct. Because, you know, you're going to get, quote, quote, 6% on every house. Uh, yeah, not. <laughs> you know? And not just that. There is so much that goes into it, you know. Like, w one day I want to have an interview just about a regular day in real estate. Mm -hmm. Just to explain to everybody exactly every hat that we wear. Um, from admin to marketing, cleaning, uh, therapist, um, um, babysitter. Um, you know, like all the things that sometimes you do need to do uh, to help somebody um, yeah you know, or connect also, them with the with the right people right? so that's another thing that I'm doing is related to your yeah. question is that I have a new program that is called in uh, my VIP vendors uh, I do have the vendors that I interview people from all sorts from carpet cleaning to carpenter work to resurfacing uh, tubs I just found out someone that resurfaced countertops that's and tubs huge. instead of replacing them it. and for investors for example or someone that is renting a, renting places it's you know alternatives we need to find alternatives that fit all of our clients models of business or personal investment so i do connect with a lot of vendors and vendors are starting to become also a, a source of referral so you're definitely uh, going to go on my vendors list for Yay. sure yes but i mean that's i think that's so important we have a um, we were actually just updating our vendor list this morning you know, because again, we want to be a resource. And, you know, if we're saying, you know, what really this house needs to be painted, well, don't leave it at that. Let's help them. Let's help make the appointment, you know, get them some really great, great vendors. And we have some great vendors that, oh my gosh, like you think, again, this is something when I was coming from the North, there was a house that I had really loved, but it was lavender. And so I was thinking, okay, to repaint this house, it's going to be $50,000. You know, I was thinking with a Northeast brain. I wasn't thinking with a Texas brain, you know, and I've learned, no, it would have been probably maybe, I don't know, 12000 or something like that. But buyers have a lot of zeros after numbers when they're thinking about redoing things. And if we can assist with getting the work done in advance, which brings us to actually, you know, we were talking as we were walking through our showroom. You know, one of the challenges is people think that home staging, it's so expensive. It's going to be so the cost. And we always talk about the investment in home staging is always less than a price reduction. That's huge because price reductions are five to 10%, at, you know, if they're really going to make a difference. But we also are connected with Zoom Casa, and it's where the payment for the renovations and the staging or pay at close. And so it's done in your escrow paperwork. You really don't even see it, but is it going to get you more money up front? And they have really realized that, you know, yes, painting makes a big difference. There's several things that are going to make a difference, but a lot of homeowners can't afford laying out that money. Yeah. So can we assist them with this? Yes, there is a concierge fee on it, but 
it can make a huge difference. And what if they make $50,000 more by just putting maybe $6,000 in escrow? That's a good return on your investment, in my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, as Actually, that's something that we do offer as well, uh, not just with the staging, but when someone is... Uh, so we're, we're, we're living in a world where nothing is what it used to be. Uh, the word traditional has shifted for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that goes in the approach that we sell homes as well. Uh, so when you go to a consultation with the seller, you don't just present them the traditional way. And that's probably I'm giving away a little bit of a secret why I'm getting more listings. But uh, I really like to talk to the sellers about the four different or three different ways that we can uh, actually sell their home. And uh, a lot of people bring the iBuyers. I love to explain everything about iBuyers. And we actually bring them an offer that they can look at and compare and see how much um, right. the difference is. Yeah. Uh, the seller that I'm helping right now, she keeps saying, oh my gosh, I, you know, what it, what a huge difference. But anyways, and also, you know, repairs or staging and everything in a way that they can actually uh, finalize that at closing to give them the opportunity to get the higher return on their investment. So, yeah. You know, and not everybody wants top dollar. Some people's goals are just get me out of the situation, you know, and if we can bring a buyer to them that says, hey, I can take this off your hands, you know, so that it's like that can be a hallelujah to you, you know, Mm -hmm. so by but by getting out and COVID has taught us get out of that box, because if you stay in the box, it's not yeah. going to be, you know, your life is not going to continue on this way. You've got to think outside. Always. Freedom within the form. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. It's been so much fun with you, Claudia, today. Okay. One more question. What do you love about Houston? I love how international and how much the Hispanic flair is present everywhere. Oh, my gosh. I was so happy I came to Houston the first time and it said, oh, welcome, bienvenido. And I was like, oh, love it. Um, the food. <laughs> it's like home. Oh, it, it is. There's a feeling of home for there, you. You know, Houston really does have a feeling of home. I don't know how to explain it other than the Southern hospitality. No, things are not perfect, but (laughs) there is a lot of hospitality going around uh, in all shapes, colors, and sizes. Mm -hmm. And I I just love how friendly people are. And um, there is so much um, in Houston to do. And also your money goes a long way. So all of those things, ideal, hope to live here for a long time and continue helping families, you know, move here. And they are, they are. Uh, from all over the U.S. right now because they, I think more people are finding out how, how awesome Houston is. Yes. And people are still coming from international, too. I know Shani just sold her house to some a family in Canada and they are thrilled to be back in Houston after they went back for a while. So how can people get a hold of you, Claudia? So you can go anywhere on social media. Uh, just look for Claudia Da Silva Realtor. That's Claudia and then D-A-S-I-L-V-A Realtor all together. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. But the best way is always to call me or text me. 281-898-8337. 281-898-8337. If you're outside of the U.S., just put that plus one. Very good. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. And this has been Mary with Around H-Town. 
and simple elegance. And if you need any help with staging or interior design, give us a call 877-458-8254. Or you can go to our website, www.simpleelegancetx.com. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like more information about Simple Elegance, you can either give us a call at 877-458-8254. That's 877-458-8254. Or visit us on our website at www.simpleelegancetx.com.